You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to the next episode of the Great British Chiefs Show with myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. How are we doing, mate? You all right? I'm doing well, mate. I'm doing really, doing really well, well, mate. Back again, episode three. Excited to be here. It's been a funny month, hasn't it? It's been a real funny month, mate. Really crazy month. A lot has happened in the last four, five weeks. And um, yeah, lots to talk about. That is for sure. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm very good. Um, I think texting with you before, I was saying I can't wait. I can't wait to get this month over with so I can actually get to you know to do more of these shows because I'm really enjoying them at the minute. But uh, Monthly shows, that's good. I'm, I'm all right with that at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we're going to be talking about in this episode is we're going to be obviously discussing the Orlando Brown trade, which um, we'll give you our thoughts on that. Uh, we're also going to be discussing Mitchell Schwartz and his uh, his hinting that he actually wants to return back to the Chiefs. We're going to be touching on the draft a little bit, but we're just going to be looking at from a British perspective i.e. we don't know what we're talking about with the players, so uh, this isn't a draft show before, <laughs> before you even tuned into this. This isn't the draft show because we know the names, we don't watch the players in the college, so we have no idea how, how good these players are. But um, obviously we'll give you our reactions on um, the, the the positions that a lot of these, play, these teams have actually picked up, so we will be doing something like that. Um, also, uh, we'll be talking about uh, briefly about the AFC teams taking quarterbacks as well. So we've got a packed show. Packed show, mate, yeah. Um, show. If, if people aren't put off by the fact that you've just admitted that you don't know what we're talking about, that it's absolutely fine. If they're still yeah. here, they should enjoy it. Tune in if you if you don't if you don't you know if you want to listen to somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about, then uh, give us a five star review. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, we'll get into all of that in a minute. In a minute, but there is actually some big news that is actually coming out of Arrowhead Pride, which we need to address. Mm-hmm. And it's a sad day, really, isn't it? Because the nerd squad is actually moving out of Arrowhead Pride to mm-hmm. Pastures New, aren't they? So they are. Um, it's it's sad because I know you've you've actually worked with the guys uh, quite a, quite a while now, haven't you, mate? So it's um, I, I just want to get your thoughts on this. Really, this this big news story. It's, it's huge. This it's huge. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. And you only have to look at the reaction across social this week um, to them announcing that they're they're leaving Arrowhead Pride. Um, the outpour of emotion, I suppose, has been has been generous towards them. You must be said. Um, I'm sure they're overwhelmed by the reaction. I just want to say. Thank you to the three guys because they've been like truly entertaining and also good friends to myself over the last few years. Um, even when we were in the old Arrowheads Abroad show, we had Craig on, we had Kent on. They're like they're, they're just good guys, and everyone 
enjoys listening to them and rightly so. And I, I'm thankful because they've built up this podcast channel to what it is today. And mm-hmm. it's down to us now to play a small part in helping carry that on. And whatever they go on to do, I know they're going to stay in covering the Chiefs. Whatever they do as a threesome, I wish them the best of luck. Yeah, yeah. I think you've covered everything there, mate. Like you said, they're, they're very approachable guys as well. Um, they even entertain me a bit on Twitter, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, they're really good lads and, and, and you've touched on it there, the, the knowledge and, and, and skill that they have, um, yeah. you know, they've, they've really kind of, uh, honed those skills over the years exactly. and, um, you know, so no pressure do, then, mate. <laughs> no pressure at all. There's me just uh, saying a minute ago, I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> when it comes to the draft. Um, and then, you know, we've got three guys there who are obviously, uh, like, like I said, heading off somewhere new. So, um, yeah, best of luck to the lads. Um, wish them all the best and uh, yeah I hope they, they, they come back to us a little bit now and again to give yeah, us a yeah. few pointers yeah, yeah for sure for sure <laughs> but anyway let's get uh, let's get chatting about uh, the Chiefs news because we've got um, obviously the big trade that actually happened mm-hmm. and I, I'm really excited about this trade because I mentioned this trade a while Did ago you? and I know you, you're smiling at me because I, you knew I was going to go oh Brad's going to big himself up with this mm-hmm. but it was a big trade and it was something that I actually mentioned days after the Super Bowl. Yes. I, said, I, I sent a tweet out basically saying, I'm here for the Chiefs trading for Orlando Brown Jr. Yeah. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. No. If I'm being honest. And, no, no and, did I. No. And I, I think a lot of people were saying, there's no way on this planet that the Ravens are going to trade with the Chiefs and make mm-hmm. us stronger. Yeah. And they did exactly that. <laughs> yeah. They're m- more for them. Um it's a funny old trade, really, because no one really expected it to happen for the reasons that you mentioned. Also, the Chiefs keep giving away draft picks for big players. And I know it's not the way you're meant to build a team, but it seems to be working for the Chiefs. But I didn't expect them to do this this time around. Obviously, yeah. a month ago, I sat here and lambasted um, Brett Beach for how the Chiefs had behaved in free agency and how they hadn't managed to get a left tackle. Yeah. And here we are a month later and now it's looking like a, a position of strength and you have to give credit to Brett Veach for being aggressive and not settling for a rookie that he doesn't feel like will be able to start day one. He knows that we are still well and truly embedded into a Patrick Mahomes early years window here with his contract not yet being as uh, damaging as it possibly could be. So fair play to him attacking it. And I must admit, Brad, I do congratulate you for sending that tweet on February (laughs) February the 11th, two days after the Super Bowl, because I went back and found it. And to acknowledge you on your thoughts, and I got you a present. And so, as you know, right next to you, you have a package. And I know this is no good for an audio podcast. But this package is unopened at the moment. So as I talk, can you please unopen it and tell the world, the listening world, what I have ordered for you? Right. It is sealed. And I I promise it it came about a day or two ago. Yeah. And Tom says, on pain of death, do not open this until the show. So I'm going to do it now. I'm going to rip it open and see what the hell this is. If you could do it anytime soon, so our audio listeners aren't going to switch off, that'd be great. Maybe we, maybe as we do this, you should stick in some. It's a custom printed T-shirt. Why don't you stick in some like elevator music as we're waiting? (laughs) 
<laughs> Brilliant. I'm holding it up to the camera, but obviously you can't see this, but it's a, it's a custom made t-shirt that says Brett Veach reads my tweets across the front. <laughs> I'm going to wear that with pride. Do you know what? I'm going to, if we ever get to the, an NFL draft one day, I'm going to wear that. <laughs> uh, that's, that's legendary, that, man. That's brilliant. Uh, you, should, you should wear that around public, in the public. I'm going to, and, I'll put and a photo on. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll wear it and I'll put a photo on there. I'll send it to our head pride and, and try and get Pete to probably put it on or something like that. <laughs> That's, a, that's legendary that mate thank you very much <laughs> no, I wonder what you're up to I don't know like if other people feel like this but I certainly do sorry to go off on a tangent but do you ever find it when like you make a joke that you just find hilarious yourself and you know yeah. that other people might not find it funny but you just don't care because as you say it or write it or do it you're just laughing to yourself that's what i was like the other day when i was ordering this t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> i was just sitting there on my phone giggling to myself <laughs> everyone around me because i was doing it whilst i was at work everyone around me thinking what the hell is that bloke laughing at himself for <laughs> but i didn't care he's <laughs> absolutely off his head <laughs> I appreciate that, mate. It's really good. I really like that. It's the Chiefs colours as well. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Veach reads my tweets. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. But anyway, <laughs> back to the Orlando Brown Jr. I, yeah, obviously I'm ecstatic by it. I love the trade. The, yeah, I mean, it was just the perfect trade for me. How do you feel about the price? I thought I thought it was actually not bad. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, yeah. uh, the fact that the, the Veach got a second for it as well. Yeah. Just sweetened the deal for me. Yeah, um, I think if we didn't get that second, I'd probably think mm, probably a bit of a bit of a pricey one. But I think getting that second yeah. really helps us in this draft as well. So I'm uh, I'm stoked with it. What about mm-hmm. you? Yeah, no, I was happy with it. Like now you're looking at the offensive line, and you've got Joe Tooney and Orlando Brown on that left hand side, which has always been a position of weakness for the Chiefs. Like we've had Eric Fisher there, but for years the talk was about who was going to play next to Eric Fisher and. Mm. the Chiefs almost overcompensated for that because there wasn't a capable guard for Eric, next to Eric Fisher for years. And now you're looking yeah. at Holmes' blind side and you're thinking that's going to be set now for what, four or five years. By the time they've got Orlando Brown down to a deal, we've got Joe Tooney signed up for five years. Um, mm. It'd be nice not having to worry about that side of the offensive line. Yeah. I, I think the main thing I liked about him, he really has that passion, that heart, because mm-hmm. he's He's, he's basically made a promise to his dad, didn't he, that um, he he was going to be a left tackle one day mm-hmm. and he was going to try and be the best left tackle that he can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what he said at the press conference was was brilliant when he said, um, you know, I, I I don't want to be the reason that Patrick Mahomes isn't clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody in this world is going to touch Patrick Mahomes. And I, it, that's really got the Chiefs fans mm-hmm. on side, which I, yeah. I, I really liked about him. He's, he's a good locker room kind of guy as well, which is everything what we need in the Chiefs. So um, really And the appreciate fact that, that the Ravens let him co- come to Kansas City clearly shows how highly they think of him as a person. Because exactly they could have that. quite easily kept hold of him, but they didn't want to hold him back. He's obviously a good guy. They obviously have a lot of respect for him and his family. Obviously, his dad played there before yeah. he did. And so it seems like we're getting a good one in Orlando Brown. I'm happy. It showed a lot of class from the Ravens, for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Um, yeah, the, the, the other news that came out as well was, um, while we're talking about the, the offensive line, uh, Mitchell Schwartz was 
reportedly um, interested in coming back to the Chiefs, or he's mm-hmm. wanting to come back to the Chiefs. And yeah. um, that kind of set off a bit of a tidal wave of emotion because everyone was like, can you imagine this yeah. line, this offensive line with mm-hmm. Mitchell Schwartz on the other end as well as, uh, as Orlando Brown Jr.? Man, that looks tasty, doesn't it? Yeah, I had the pleasure of breaking down the, um, the interview for, for the website. He, Mitchell Schwartz yesterday was on 610 with Carrington Harrison talking about his re- rehab and his potential return. And listening to the interview, you can see that there's a clear desire for the guy to get healthy and to come back and play. And he clearly wants to stay in Kansas City. He's taken up permanent residence in Kansas City now, so that's mm. going to be his forever home. And he wants to play for the team. I don't know if you saw the tweets going around on Thursday, but Chris Jones was talking about how he loves Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes in quote tweeted saying, oh, me too. Quote tweeted it was Tariq Hill and he said, oh, me free. And then finally, it was Mitchell Schwartz who quote tweeted Tariq Hill saying, me for, oh, dot, dot, dot. So he feels a little bit left out at the moment, but I'm sure he wants to come back into that circle. And if he can get healthy, it's a big if because back issues are a problem. Um, he's probably going to have a back issue for the rest of his career now. Um, so if he can learn to play with it and play well of it, with it, then it makes all the sense in the world to get Mitchell Schwartz signed up to this team because they have the cap space to do it. He's not going to be veteran minimum type of guy. No, He's probably not going to earn what he was going to earn last year or this year before they cut him, but still get him signed up. If you sign him up, you're looking at an offensive line with what... Um, Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, Austin Blythe, Kyle Long, or LDT, and then Mitchell Schwartz at right tackle. Like, (sighs) if you look at at the replies and the comments on the website, you can see how excited people are about that potential offensive line. And everyone's saying, oh, they'd be the best offensive line since Shields and Rofe and those guys. And you have to be, like, you think about it and you go through the offensive lines that Andy Reid has had and you go through the offensive lines in the Todd Haley era, the Cronell era, um, the Herm era, and you think, actually, these guys are probably right. It probably would be the best offensive line that the Chiefs have had in what, nearly 20 years. Mm-hmm. And if you stick that in front of Patrick Mahomes with the weapons that he will have with Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the background, it won't matter what we do on defence if we've got that offensive line in front of, in front of the best player in the league. Well, it was proven that, wasn't it? For, since the Super Bowl, it was the offensive line that we really desperately needed to help mm-hmm. Mahomes work. And uh, I, it's strange to think that, we're, that, that the Chiefs have managed to address this in like two months. <laughs> I mean, it's completely a different yeah. line from what it was that was playing in the Super Bowl. It's completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just can't wait for the season to start already because if that's if that's the line that we've got and it's that mouthwatering, yeah. Definitely. Let's let's roll on to the season and let's just see what this team can do because I'm not quite I mean, we haven't even that yet. I'm not I'm like <laughs> I, I enjoy the little break. Like I I used to think, oh the NFL off season is too long, too long. Now I feel like it's not long enough. <laughs> really? Seriously? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, want it, I want it now. I want it now. No, mate. but obviously if they do get shorts in, he's gonna be like the only returner from from last year. So it's going to take a little time for them to get used to playing with each other with communication issues and, and whatnot. So um, they're going to have to make the most of the OTAs if that happens and then training camp, of course. So um, it'd be interesting to watch. It'd be an interesting development to see if they do go after Schwartz and see what happens with Mike Remmers and Lucas Niang. Do they sign Schwartz just to a one-year deal while they give Lucas Niang his true red shirt year? Because he didn't get that last year, of course. He wasn't yeah. in the building. So um, it's definitely something to watch in the... Uh, in the next few weeks for sure. 
All right, mate, let's uh, take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we'll be talking about uh, the draft and everything that we noticed on the first day of the draft. All right, welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show. Um, we're going to be discussing a little bit about the draft. Obviously, like we said at the beginning of the show, we're not going to be going into the great detail of the players and everything. Because like apparently, that. we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I, I'll say the royal we. <laughs> you have a bit more than what I do on that on that area, mate. But uh, let's just say the royal we don't know mm-hmm. what we're talking about when it comes to the players in the draft. But um, if you uh, if you want to know uh, our head pride's thoughts on the draft, obviously listen to the uh, the other um, podcast with um, with with the nerds, um, and they will give you their thoughts on on everything that's that's happened during the draft so far. But what we wanted to do, we wanted to uh, to give you our own kind of personal view of how the draft was different to last year. Obviously, mm-hmm. because of everything that happened with COVID, I actually quite enjoyed the COVID draft, believe it or <laughs> yeah, not. Same, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, and But this draft, obviously, it looks as though everything's getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. There's a few little tweaks here and there that that uh, still kind of has that kind of COVID feel to it. Obviously, people wearing masks still. Yeah. Um, and the players in their own kind of family pods that are actually at the venue. But there was also another thing that it's kind of, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know, what, I, I want to get your thoughts on this, but um, the fan chair. <laughs> now, there's been oh. a bit of a discussion between us about like, on this if, chair thing. What do you think of it? Right, so if that chair was an NFL player, it would be Tavon Austin. Like, really? Yeah, just the, the ultimate gadget. <laughs> That's all it would be. Um, I must be clear, we're recording this on Friday lunchtime, so we've yeah. only seen the first day of the draft. We haven't seen what the NFL has in store for day two and three, and by the time you're listening to this, I should imagine that they've, or the whole draft is um, is over by now. Yeah. But the chair is just comical. Like, I just didn't yeah. get it. I just, I just thought it was awkward. Like Roger Goodell, he comes across as like an awkward guy at the best of times. Like I've met him. I met him in London, yeah. and he was he was lovely. He was a nice guy, and he he was very generous with his time. But I did get the impression that he was a bit awkward. Um, <laughs> he was and, what? He was awkward with talking to you, or he was a, yeah? Maybe it was just guy. me. Yeah, maybe he didn't <laughs> like me. But um, yeah, I just felt a bit awkward. Like, who is this guy? What is he talking about? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> um, is it true what they say about British people and teeth? Um, <laughs> <laughs> All his thoughts going round in his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he has fish and chips for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, um, I just didn't. I just didn't get it and I didn't understand it either the next year and I know people might not like this because the draft's going to Kansas City in two years time but if you had to offer me the virtual draft or like what we saw this weekend I I would take the virtual draft really every (laughs) single time I really really would the one positive thing about this draft though was I got the sense that we're finally getting back to normality we haven't seen anything like what we saw in Cleveland happen in the UK yet. We're not at that point yet where we're getting lots of large crowds together and people hugging, even seeing Roger Goodell hug players was just like, Oh my God, yeah. people are hugging and people, well, it, the players were high five in the fans yeah, down the side just, as well, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. And it's just, just seeing little things like that made me feel good and made me feel better about what's to come. But the actual event itself, um, no, give me the virtual draft over the uh, the awkwardness of uh, yesterday's event and that fan chat. <laughs> 
that fun chair. Yeah, it was. Um, it was very. And I, I can I can see what they were trying to do. They were trying to get it more like a, a fan involved kind of atmosphere yeah. and feeling to it, wasn't it? Get fans announcing picks. Like do yeah. away with Roger Goodell. Just yeah. get fans announcing picks. That's I, the, I'm with I'm with you on that. That's one, what yeah. they should do. Roger Goodell coming up with the tenth pick of the 2017 NFL Boy, draft. Yeah. You can see G Slets, Patrick Mahomes, quarterback. Yes, it's an iconic saying. Yes, we all love it. Yes, we all watch it every year. It's now like a national holiday for <laughs> Chiefs fans. But how much better would that have been if you had a Chiefs fan there that actually likes Patrick Mahomes first and foremost? And the yeah. excitement of being there for when they finally drafted a first round quarterback, it would have been a better moment. And that's the way I feel about the draft. Yes, they do it in the later yeah. rounds, but just do it the whole way through. Just get Roger and Cadell sit on his little chair and watch, and then have the fans sit in there announcing picks. It was nice to get the booze back for Roger Goodell, though, wasn't yeah, it? True, very true. Yeah, it, that felt normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, the, the, the previous draft was really good. I mean, it had some really funny stories in it, didn't it? I remember the CD Lamb girlfriend mobile phone incident and all that kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. It was the Belichick dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there was there was all sorts of uh, funny things like that. It was like seeing these players in their own domain. Yeah, was uh, was yeah, it was it was. It was like gold. It was pure gold. Did you see the um, the Seahawks tweet yesterday. The the Seahawks tweet yesterday where they said, "Ah, live to the draft room," and obviously they haven't got first round pick because they traded off of Jamal Adams. Yeah, Um, they've got hardly any picks at all this year. But it went to their draft room, and all it was was just cardboard cutouts of all of their executive team and (laughs) Carol and John Schneider and everyone. Uh, It was just cardboard cutouts in their war room. It was phenomenal. I had a lot of time. Top trolling that, like. Yeah. <laughs> what do we, let's 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 obviously have a look at the positions that the uh, the, the teams have picked, um, especially like the AFC teams. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some uh, some new quarterbacks, yeah, in there. Um, again, we're not going to touch on them. I only know the names, um, but I'm told they're good, and I'm told they've got you know unique talents and all that kind of thing. But um, I'm more interested in obviously the position and need for a lot of these teams. Yeah. Now the crazy thing for me was I I thought I actually thought the Denver Broncos were going to be going in to get their quarterback mm-hmm. because it's it seems it seems clear now that the Drew Locke era is already over before it's even begun. But you know even the likes of uh, you know the Patriots getting their quarterback of the future, yeah. um, which. I'll I'll be honest, I'm a little disappointed that he they managed to get him just literally fall on the lap. Yeah, I'm not. You're not. Uh, no, no I'll tell you why I'm I'm a bit cheesed by it is because well, never used any picks to move up. Yeah, which it annoys me, <laughs> and I don't know why it annoys me, but it just annoys me that it just fell, it just literally fell on the lap. Do you know how many quarterbacks drafted between Matt Ryan and Patrick Mahomes are still with their team now? In the first, sorry, do you know how many first round quarterbacks? that were drafted between Matt Ryan in 2008 and Patrick Mahomes in 2017 are still with their team. No. 24 quarterbacks got drafted in that time in the first round. None. Zero. Nada are still with their team. That's why so I'm not bothered. what you're saying is the stats are on our side. Yeah, that's why I'm not bothered about any team taking a quarterback because right. it's just luck. Whether like and anyone that's massively into evaluation is going to be like berating me here, saying you don't know what you're talking about. That's not true. <laughs> but historically, stats are on my side because what Patrick Mahomes was only drafted what four years ago. 
Yeah. And none of the quarterbacks drafted before him, not your Brandon Whedon's, your Blake Gabbert's, your Jake Lockers, all of these Cam Newton, none of them are still with their team. All of them have been dealt or released in that time. So five quarterbacks getting drafted yesterday, chances are that at least two or three of them haven't got their quarterback of the future. Are you telling me that Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are all going to be great players? It's just not going to happen. It made me laugh whilst I was watching the draft because it said, oh, G- Trevor Lawrence, generational player. Zach Wilson, the next Patrick Mahomes. Trey Lance will deliver a Super Bowl for San Francisco 49ers. No, it won't. No, they won't. <laughs> you telling me all three of those players are going to be like world-beating, world-class talents? It's just not going to happen. It doesn't work like that in the NFL. Go back a couple of years to the Baker Mayfield uh, draft. He's still with his team. Josh Allen's still with his team. Lamar Jackson's still with his team. But then you've got Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold, who have both been dealt by their team. Josh Rosen's been dealt twice since that draft. Chances are at least two of those quarterbacks drafted in the first round on Thursday night aren't going to be that team, their team in two or three years' time. That's why I'm not worried. I'll worry when they show me something. I'll worry if they do a Justin Herbert in the pros and see them coming into Kansas City and causing the Chiefs trouble or beating the Chiefs in the playoffs, then I'll worry about those quarterbacks. But until I see it, nah, I'm not bothered. The Patriots can have Mac Jones. They can sign Hunter Henry. They can sign Jono Smith, Schuster. Uh, not Jono, Jono Smith. They, um, they can sign all of these players. But until I see that quarterback play well in the pros, I'm not scared. No, I'm not scared, but I mean, I just wanted them to really kind of deal the house, right? Just bet the house, move up to, I don't know, maybe fourth, fifth or something like that. Yeah. yeah. You waste the picks, mm-hmm. get a quarterback, and then him just not turn out right. That's what I, that was the ideal scenario for me. Yeah, but even still, so, they're, wasting, they're, they're wasting first rounders. They're wasting time because if, this court, if these quarterbacks turn out to be useless or not be the answer, they're not only wasting picks, they're also wasting time on these yeah. players because they're not going to give up on them after a year, are they? They're going to give them one or two years at least. And if yeah. they're still going with those guys, then that means they're not addressing quarterback whilst they're there either. So it just pushes everything back. That's why I like the Chiefs approach. Going for a quarterback once every 30 years in the first round, <laughs> just make sure it's the right guy first, you know, before, yeah. before you do it. That's why I've got a lot of time for Chris Ballard and what he said earlier in the off season as well. Yeah. He come out and said, everyone wants us to draft a quarterback but I would sooner wait for the right quarterback as opposed to just drafting one because the media and fans tell us we need one, need to. And I've got a lot of time for patience when it comes to GMs, Um, despite me saying Brett Beach should get an F for free agency last month. But when it comes to the quarterback position, just go for the right player. Don't settle. And I feel like teams were settling yesterday. Yeah, seemed to be. I mean, the the thing that that really kind of, uh, I think, helped uh, Mac Jones drop into pay, into the Patriots' lap was the fact that I mentioned it before the Denver Broncos didn't actually pick up a uh, a quarterback. Which mm-hmm. they, I know they did sign uh, Bridgewater, didn't they? Yeah. Um, just just days before the draft, really. Um, and even still, though, it, it I I think even with I think mean, I think Bridgewater is obviously a, a better um, upgrade than what Drew Locke was. Yeah. Um, but, very well in Kansas City last year. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Is he the future? Is he is he going to be there a while? He he has been bouncing around a few teams at the moment. Mm-hmm. So it very it really surprised me that they didn't actually go for a quarterback mm-hmm. in this. Um, but you didn't seem that surprised, did you? 
No, I'm not. Like they've got Teddy Bridgewater, who's like the ultimate bridge quarterback. And yeah. maybe for once the Broncos realized actually maybe we shouldn't throw assets at the quarterback position just for the sake of it. Mm. Maybe their guy was Zach Wilson. Maybe their guy was Trevor Lance. They yeah. realized they realized they weren't going to get them. So they didn't sell. And I'm sure if Justin Fields was their guy or Matt Jones was their guy, they would have drafted them. Yeah. I have no doubt. And so I, I actually admire the Broncos for not reaching out and trying to force a trade or a draft for a quarterback when it wasn't entirely necessary and doesn't fit their plans right now. Teddy Bridgewater, perfect for a year or two. Beyond that, not so much. But they've got time. They've got a young team in Denver, so they don't need to rush anything. Right. Anyway, we're, we're going to touch on a little bit on uh, the the, uh, the other side of the pond on uh, a big news story that happened recently uh, before the draft, which is uh, in relation to soccer. Now, I know there's quite a few fans do like watching the English Premier League and they like the soccer, the European soccer and everything. You may have heard, and I think the whole world heard about this, uh, there was this new European Super League, mm -hmm. which was, uh, was created by all the, these big teams, all the big teams in Europe. Um, there was... <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Sorry. But yeah, the, these uh, Super Six, as they were calling them uh, in, in the English Premier League, which um, involved the likes of Manchester United, Manchester City, uh, Chelsea, uh, Arsenal, your team, mm -hmm. and um, some other teams, obviously, in Europe, such as Real Madrid and Barcelona and blah, 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 blah. Now, that lasted, that league, that European Super League, lasted a couple of days. Yeah. But... It actually got us thinking, didn't it? If there was ever a kind of breakaway league in the mm. NFL, which was like a super league instead of the just the NFL, which teams would be part of the the, the super six? Let's say okay. that we got from the European from English Premier League. Okay, so how are we going to do this? Are we going to do one off alternate one at a time? Um, I think you should just give us. I think we should just all go. Me and you just give us our six. Thank each. you, thank you. I know. I I must admit, I've not really prepared this either. <laughs> <laughs> Professional. So 100% Kansas City are in it. Patrick Mahomes, best player in the league right now. If you're doing a super, you you you. It's not a historical right now. It's, yeah, it's a super six right now. Yeah. And so, um, and Chiefs, Tampa Bay, defending yeah. Super Bowl champions, 100%. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Um, Cowboys? Yeah, oh, they're the it's, Tottenham. It's, it's a, it's a, yeah, they could be Tottenham. You know, money, franchise, huge club. Um, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Probably. Would you say uh, Patriots? No, not right now. Um, no? Yeah, go on in. We'll stick the Patriots in. And then probably between the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. Really? Um, I'll probably go 49ers. They've got the historical success as well as recent success as mm. well as huge fan base yeah so, is that the six green bay san francisco dallas new england tampa bay and kansas city that's yeah the, that's the six breakaways yeah i'm with, I'm with you I, th I think on kansas city obviously it's a sh mm -hmm. chief show obviously but um only because really obviously the recent champions face of the league quarterback um you know Every player and the dog really want to be want to be here. You know they they are one of the big hitters at the minute. I would I would put in the Patriots because of their legacy. Basically, um, you know they've they've been the team to beat over the last twenty years. So I would actually put them in there. Um, I mean I know obviously they had a bad, bad season last year, but was that really really a bad bad season or were they just 
tanking. Who knows? Mm. Um, yeah, after that, I think, yeah, you've got to put Tampa Bay in. I think you're right. Recent champions. I don't think I'll put the, the Cowboys in. I, I'm sure There's I won't put the no Cowboys in. There's no way in hell that you could create a Super League without... Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. He just can't, <laughs> do, over this, he just can't he? do it. Like, even <laughs> as bad as the team are, Jerry Jones just wouldn't have it. It just he wouldn't allow it. It wouldn't be allowed. It, like, he would shoehorn his way into that league. He would move heaven <laughs> earth to get into it. So you just might as well embrace it and just say, yeah, go on, Dallas. You can be the whipping boys. Yeah, we'll put. We'll, you can be the Spurs. You can be the Tottenham. You, you can get in there. Yeah, no problem. Um, how many is that I've got now? Is it That's four? four. Four, uh, yeah, Ravens, and we haven't put the Bills in there. No, why? <laughs> what, do you mean, what do you mean, no, why? Why? Because they're good. They're, yeah, good, they're good right now. Yeah, but they're not good and historically good. They've never won a Super Bowl. They can't go in there. Well, they've been to four straight Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah, they can't go. No, I tell you, it's Green Bay and San Francisco. It's, it has to be. It has to be. All right, I'll put Green Bay instead of the Bills then. Okay. Um, I'm not putting Niners in, no chance. That was a good segment, wasn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's all we've got time for on the Great British Chiefs show. As mentioned before, if you can give us a review, give us a five-star review, that would be wonderful. And uh, you can catch the show monthly uh, where we'll be doing the Great British Chiefs show on Arrowhead Pride Network. And all that's left to say is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.